Welcome to the Humana 2 Podcast. I'm Adam Williams. Maya Angelou said, Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. I don't think I'm alone in feeling what I'm about to share here. And that's a big part of why I am sharing it. In my insecure moments as a creator and sharer, I hear voices that question every effing thing I do. Everything. It's intense, it's nearly constant, and it's fatiguing. They are the familiar critical voices that I have known since childhood. They are the imagined haters who fill social media comments, carelessly spreading their own pains and insecurities, admittedly not necessarily on my feed, but just in general in the world. And they just feel so out there everywhere that it's easy in my fearful little ego to mistake the imagined criticism for being the truth. But I do go ahead and share anyway, even though it feels uncomfortable and sometimes it takes more of a leap than other times. And here are some thoughts that I've been considering, kind of exploring on, well, why do I share? Why do I think this is important? For me, sharing, putting things out in public, the things that I create, the thoughts, the beliefs, through writing, through podcasts, through artwork, it's a valuable and I think even necessary part of the creative process. And that necessary part of the process is something that I explored recently in another uh, blog post and podcast episode called The Intrinsic Value and Vulnerability in Sharing Who We Are. Many of my blog posts don't even get their final polish until after I've published it. When I so clearly start seeing all the details that, well, I wish I'd done that differently, or there was a mistake. I missed catching that. So I can go back into it and I make the tweaks, adjust things. To be a relatively unknown creator in the world has a huge benefit over those with fame and fortune. I don't have to fear hitting the publish button on a blog post. There aren't thousands or millions of fans and media outlets with professional critics or whoever that are going to see it immediately and love or hate. In relative obscurity, there is space to be human and imperfect and learning. And I get to publish, and then I make those final adjustments that only became visible in that moment, and I can polish off the work, or if I choose, learn to live with it. There is the grace to be imperfect. I've recognized that what I publish on the blog and podcast also are forms of learning and exploring and refining a lot of thoughts, beliefs out loud. Putting these ideas out in public is an exercise that places more stakes on the table than writing in a journal, too. There's a loose level of acceptance for unrefined, free flow in journal pages. The next step up, then, is to work with the purpose for sharing with others, subjecting my thoughts to scrutiny and potential feedback. There is a worthy practice, I think, in being willing to use our voices, being willing to speak out and risk being wrong or imperfect in the process and recognizing that we don't become good at things that we do not practice. If we ever hope to find strength in expressing ourselves in the world, it does not work in the long term to hide in the privacy of our journals, our unexpressed thoughts, and think that in time, we'll magically become ready and fearless and thick-skinned enough to speak up for ourselves and our beliefs. If we're waiting for a point in time that we will know all the information on a topic and all the possible angles of thought and argument to bulletproof ourselves, 
to make it so it feels unimpeachably and irrefutably safe to speak without risk of there being emotional or psychological injury. No one can hate. No one can criticize. No one can provide feedback. We've covered it all. That's not going to happen. If it's scary now when the stakes are low, when relatively few people are listening, reading, viewing our work, how confident can we possibly be when we eventually do speak after years or a lifetime of holding it in and hiding it? How skilled can we be in that moment when we haven't practiced versus the inevitable and unskilled eruption that will come from the unstoppable buildup of frustration over never being heard? No doubt there are times for that eruption, with or without skill and practice. And Langston Hughes's poem Harlem comes to mind. You might recognize these words. He wrote, What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? In the everyday privilege that many of us know, in which we have opportunities to use our voices and be seen and be heard, but we hold back due to our insecurities, are we going to hold it in forever, hiding who we are until the regretful end? In answering that question, maybe the true question is, when am I going to dare to live? And then to ask, well, why not now? Why not me? Why not my words and my thoughts and my feelings and beliefs that have value and are worthy of being heard and seen? There is no time to start learning to express ourselves like the now. It takes practice, and it takes a willingness to learn by experiment and error and by getting comfortable standing in the fire. What does not burn away or reduce to ash in the fire is the pure gold that we've been looking for. Total freedom. Spiritual, creative, social, total freedom. Being absolute and rigid and overly afraid is a prison of our own making. There are dangers in certainty and inflexibility of mind and heart. To the fool who wholeheartedly believes his ignorance is knowledge, or worse yet, a weapon, and to those they unfortunately affect. To wait to know something, anything, with certainty before speaking, before writing and publishing or sharing art publicly or talking to the boss or a friend or family member, anyone, is to wait forever. And it's painful. And we ripple that pain. And it's unnecessary and something that we have the power to change. We must have the courage to be imperfect or even just straight up wrong and have the willingness to learn from that moment. We must be courageous enough to subject ourselves to learning and growing and to doing better. So I'll end this how it started with the same wisdom from the late poet Maya Angelou. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. I'm Adam Williams. Thanks for listening to the Humanity Podcast. And thank you for however you might be sharing this with others, through word of mouth, social media, and by rating and commenting on it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever tools you use where that's possible. Remember, we're all Humanity, And what we've got to do is stay true to that. Stay true to those connections. Stay human. Stay Humanity. Mm-hmm.